Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and Auburn cross country news and discussion. I'm your host Jessica Loomis and I'm here with my husband Kyle to discuss the beginning of Outdoor Track 2019. So welcome back Kyle, welcome to Outdoor. I know this is your favorite time of year, let's let's be honest here, you love all of cross country track and field the same in some regard, but That's a lie. cross country is like pre-game, mm-hmm. indoor track and field is like pre-season, this for you is the real season. This is Christmas. Why is it so much for you outdoor over indoor and even cross country? Well, indoor is, I mean, I'm going to make something a lot of people mad here, but it's complete garbage. Oh. You're running inside. Hot takes here on, on the show. a track that is ramped and is half, no, indoors, just like you said. <laughs> she couldn't even finish the thought. It's preseason. It's great. It's a great place for field events, like phenomenal if you do field events. Right. If you're a sprinter or a long-distance runner, indoor is garbage. Outdoor is where it's at. The season is much nicer. It's not as cold, so your lungs aren't burning all the time. You have much nicer weather. But you're inside. Your lungs really aren't that burning that much inside. Oh, yeah, they are. Okay, well, It's still know. cold. And outdoor, you've got the pin relays, which is Christmas Day of track and field. Well, let's say that, too. I think part of what goes into your love of outdoor track and field is because of things like the pin relays. And then you have War Eagle Invitational, which we have every year at Auburn. You know, you've got... I think, more opportunities to showcase Auburn's talent on campus and at some bigger events, whereas not a lot of people pay attention to indoor track and field, much less track and field this day and age, which is very sad. Correct. And indoor is such a small blip on the radar of a sport that I think by the time people get into it, it's done. Right. And so it's time to move on. had like four meets, didn't we, in indoor or something? Yeah, Before championships started. It's the same with cross country, but hey, we're in outdoor, we're going to celebrate it, and you're going to be happy. Absolutely. So... Auburn went to the Florida State Relays, not to be confused with the Florida Relays next week. The f- so wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold yeah, on. Yeah, you heard that right. So we spent all of indoor in, through, South, Carolina. in South Carolina. Now we're going to start the basically the entirety or the start of it at least for outdoor in Florida? Pretty much. What's going on here? I mean, like... Did they just get a monopoly on indoor for South Carolina and outdoor for Florida? I mean, Maybe. I'm not complaining. It's Florida. Maybe. But it is good, I guess, if you go to Florida at the, you know, at the beginning of outdoor track season because it is March. It's still a little cool at night. So at least it's a little bit warmer in Florida. That's, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, Auburn went to the Florida State Relays on March 22nd um, in Tallahassee, Florida. So this was a heavily dominated field event meet for Auburn. Right. So we did have some runners, but the majority of our athletes competed in field events, which was very interesting. And I think the thing that you're seeing, you saw the beginnings of this in indoor. I think 
a lot of the highlights you were seeing were in the field events and indoor as well. I think that's kind of leading us into outdoor a little bit. Not saying that we're not going to have some great things from our runners. I mean, we've obviously got Anthony Schwartz, Sean Shivers, Noah Igbenogany, even though he's mainly a jumping event uh, guy, which would be a field event. You've got a lot of other athletes, I think, that are coming onto the scene that are younger in the running events. Thus, why I think field is taking precedence right now and yep. why you see more availability for us to make big numbers or big leaps and bounds in standings there. Agreed. So let's talk about some um, just some wins for Auburn real quick before we get into the full meet results. So first off, we have Kylie Carter, who actually broke her own school record in the women's javelin and posted the nation's number two mark in the javelin. So she won the event with a throw of 57.54 meters, which is 188 feet, six inches, which surpasses her previous best by nine feet. That's an incredible mark. Now, I can't remember, was her best back in indoor? No. Outdoor last year. Was it outdoor last year? That's interesting, too. And I wonder, you know, I always ask this question because I'm naive and I don't understand how all this stuff works, you know. It's it's interesting that I do a podcast with you, but I have no clue what's going on. That's true. Um, you know, does the the air density indoors outdoors play a difference in how the javelin flies through the air? Does it is it more open out? I, I don't okay, know. Okay, so let's think about this, honey. Logically, I'm just, I'm just trying to help. There's here. wind outside. There's not wind inside. So that would make you think that she would throw a smaller. Unless the wind is in her favor. The wind's behind you. Mm. So do they purposely position the way you're going to throw? Nope. Oh, interesting. So like when I was in, you know, track and field, the javelin, I'm not a field event person, so we're going to say the javelin pit. I don't know what it's actually called. Javelin launch pad. The The javelin Please call it the launch pad. Hashtag (laughs) launch pad. That's what we're going to call it. You know what I mean? Where you start with the javelin. Yes. That's always in the same location. The shot put is always in the same location. The high jump is always in the same location, regardless of wind, rain, snow, sleet, hail, whatever. It's like the mailman. It is. <laughs> javelin throwers are the mailmen of track and field. Let me say this about Kylie Carter. Uh, we already saw her do big things in indoor track and field and see her carry that over and not just continue to succeed, but succeed on the level that she... Ha- I mean, she's already set herself an, a very hard mark to keep surpassing the rest right. of the outdoor season. She's already broke her record. She's already posted the second thro- biggest throw. I mean, she's just like, you know what? Forget all this. Pace yourself things. I'm coming out dominating the first throw out. Coming in hot. So then we had Sean Shivers. Who shiver me timbers? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to get it out. I know it. I know it. I know it's not pronounced shiver. I know it shivers. I know it shivers. Just let me have that one thing. Continue. Okay. Well, you sound like a dodo. So that's fine. Sean Shivers, who we know obviously is the football player, but he's probably even more spectacular in track and field. We're just gonna say it. Um, We're not part impartial at all here. I am because I love track and field. Um, he won the men's 200 meter with a time of 21 seconds flat, mm-hmm. and he finished fifth in the 100 meter with a time of 10.53 seconds. So one thing somebody might be asking here is, Colin Jessica, why is Anthony Schwartz not winning these type of events? Well, A, they may be running separate events, but if I recall from a podcast I was listening to from Auburn University um, a couple of weeks ago, I think Coach Ralph Spry said that Anthony is nursing a slight injury that he got towards the end of indoor and they're just kind of holding them back for 
you know, the rest of the season. The and he's, he's a freshman. You don't want to set him back for football. You don't want to set him back for the right. rest of his career here. Right, because he's fantastic at both sports. Right. So we need him for both. But back to Sean Shivers, this gives him an opportunity where he is still amazingly fast, but yep. it's hard to beat Anthony Schwartz. This gives him an opportunity to, to shine. shine a little bit. So when I saw Sean come up as the leading runner here, I was very excited. Yeah. Yeah, very happy for him. And um, last but not least, let's talk about the high jump real quick. So we had Skylar Daniel, who actually won the high jump with a jump of five feet, eight and a half inches. And Natasha Jordan and Caroline Lawrence got second and third place, respectively, with jumps of five feet, six and a half inches. So Auburn got first, second, and third in women's high jump. Don't you just love winning events, but I love even more sweeping the top three places on events. I think, you know, not taking anything away from them individually, but winning it as a team together and just taking the podium yourselves, that says something. Isn't it cool in the Olympics when you see, just, you know, from our standpoint, an entire podium full of Americans there? It's the same concept here. You see an entire podium full of orange and blue. That just makes your heart happy. (laughs) So now let's get into the actual full meet results. And we'll start with the first and the best, the field events. With the men's javelin throw, we had three competitors. John Putnam got a second place finish overall with a throw of 67.32 meters, followed by Kate Antonucci, with a throw of 66.33 meters, third place overall. And then Eric Ebel, a throw of 58.42 meters, seventh overall. So great placements all the way around for them. And then, of course, two people on the podium there in the men's javelin throw. For women, we've already talked about Kylie Carter. I don't think we can say much more than the, the other than that she's amazing. Uh, with that throw of 57.45 meters for first overall. Peyton Montgomery also on the podium, 46.59 meters at third place. And then finishing us out, Ashley Carter on the throw with 48.78 meters for fifth overall. So you can see the strong start already in the field events for Auburn. Kind of takes you how things are going to go for the rest of the field events and the meet in general. Absolutely. So moving on to discus. For the men, we had two competitors. We had Evan Blair play seventh with a throw of 41.62 meters followed by Chris Stone with a ninth place finish and a throw of 37.8 meters. Moving on to the women's discus, three competitors. We had Ivana Muzarek with a throw of 48.7 meters for a fourth place finish. Tori McKinley threw 47.83 meters for a fifth place finish. And then Maddie Malone with a throw of 42.07 meters and a 10th place finish. I think it's pretty cool um, that you can see a lot of familiar names there. Uh, Ivana Muzarek, who is, you know, the sister to a previous um, thrower for Auburn, mm-hmm. lady thrower. Tori McKinley and then Maddie Malone. We just got done talking about how great she did. Right, in the SEC in, Championships in, for indoor. And, and, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you would expect her maybe to kind of be the best there, but you already see maybe some people just do a little bit better in outdoor. I don't know why that is. Maybe it has to do with the air density. That's Look, oh hashtags gosh. tonight, air density and what was the one you said? Launch, launch pad. Hashtag launch pad. That's the hashtags for the show tonight. You oh, had bless fun. your heart. No, you did a launch pad one. Don't, don't you get on me about that. All right. Pole vault. We had one competitor for the men, James Corson, with a vault of 4.75 meters for third overall. Another bronze for Auburn. There was nobody on the women's pole vault, so I'll just go ahead and take care of the high jumps. Go for it. Uh, for the men, high jump, Dontavius Hill. 2.12 meters for third overall, also on the podium. And women's high jump, we had three competitors, which we've already talked about sweeping across the board there. One, two, and three. Skylar Daniel, Natasha Jordan, Caroline Lawrence. Amazing to just get it yourselves, but to do it as a team, 
I love that story. I agree. So moving on to the men's long jump, we had Mark Rubel-Kaba, who we're very familiar with, right. with a fifth place finish and a jump of 7.31 meters. And for the women, we had one competitor as well, Sarah Little, with a jump of 5.75 meters and a ninth place overall finish. Quick aside here, and I know this is a tangent, but every time I see Sarah Little on there, I just think of your friend. I know. Me too. And I'm just like, when did she go back to Auburn and how is she still Hey, running? when did she, you know, unage? Unage? Unage. She De-aged. lost 10 years. Yeah. We're strong with the vocabulary today. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> when did she become a long jumper? I don't know. Uh, we'll move on to the men's 110-meter hurdles. And, of course, a familiar name there, Chris Stone, with a 15.72-second run there for eighth overall. For the women on the 100-meter hurdles, Natasha Jordan with a 10th-place finish, a time of 14.86 seconds. So the shot put is next, Kyle, one of your favorite events. Yes. So we have for the men, Evan Blair, with a 6th-place finish and a throw of 15.83 meters. And only one competitor for women as well, Tori McKinley, a second place finish with a throw of 15.32 meters. I love that Tori's coming out like just really hot at the start. Yeah. You know, with Maddie taking kind of the spotlight in the throwers, it's nice to see Tori kind of stepping back up and saying, hey, remember me too? I I can throw things well too. I'm still here. I can still throw things. Uh, Triple jump time for the men, Mark Rubicalba with a jump of 14.2. Five, three meters for second overall another silver medal uh, women's triple jump Kennedy Brown 11.52 meters for fifth overall have we talked about Kennedy Brown because that's a I, name that you know, seems pretty new to me as I was reading it I feel like we've mentioned her once you know there were a couple of meets in indoor where we discussed some a lot of new names mm-hmm. and that, I think that was like right in the middle where coach was trying to get a lot of people kind of qualified at least give them the yeah. opportunity to qualify for SECs, nationals, and, and so on. So I feel like we've talked about Kennedy before, but just not a lot. Maybe not. Fair. So last field event was the women's hammer throw, which always makes me think of the movie Matilda. But remember, Principal Trunchbull? I didn't see Matilda. <gasps> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, the Trunchbull. It looks stupid she, to me. No, it's wonderful. She throws the hammer throw, and it's very scary. So anyway, not that I'm comparing our athletes to Trunchbull, but. That's such a disgusting name anyway anyway so the women's hammer throw we had two competitors maddie malone with a second place finish and a throw of 62.59 meters and aaron perkins with a fourth place finish and a throw of 57.46 meters so overall really good field event um showing for auburn and as we've already talked about this is going to be your strength area at least to start the season we'll see how it continues throughout outdoor if running continues to improve but I think this is where you can really look to see the big numbers. Whereas last year, the opposite was running. Akeem yeah. Bloomfield, you know, was the big star there. Uh, and uh, Nathan Allen as well. But they're gone. They've kind of left a big void. But there's an opportunity there for some athletes to fill. I agree. And I'm looking forward to watching these athletes with the um, field events. Yep. So let's move down to the women's 200 meter. So we had two women compete in this. We had Myra Mack and Tyler Colbert. So Myra ran a time of 24.51 seconds for a 10th place finish, and Tyler competed in one 14th place with a time of 24.96 seconds. So pretty close, Mm -hmm. but yet again, you see, even with a point less than half a second, 0.5 seconds difference, there were three other competitors that finished between them. Let's talk about the men's 100 meter. Uh, we had four competitors there. We've already talked about Sean Shivers doing really well. Uh, you also had Jason Reese, Joshua Burks, and Chris Stone. Uh, here are their times in order. 
10 seconds, 0.53 for Sean. For Jason Reese, 10.76 seconds. Joshua Burks, 10.77. Chris Stone, 11.62 with placings of 1st, 10th, 11th, and 15th. For the women's 100, you had Sarah Little and Myra Mack, who we've already talked about. Uh, they had times of 12.11 and 12.2, respectively, for a 12th and 15th place finish. So I just want to clarify one thing real quick. Sean Shivers actually got fifth place, not first. See, here I got just thinking that he was, you know, dominating everything. He got first in the 200 meter. As soon which as we I, you know, I was about. like, I'm saying it, and I was like, mm, I know he's fast, but he only got one gold in this. Let's, let's, That's all right. He chose, unlike uh, Kylie Carter and everybody else, to start slow and just win one. Yeah. Not, not break records or anything. Just let me get a gold and go on from there. There we go. So moving on to the men's 400 meter, we had Caden Seal who placed 14th with a time of 51.94 seconds. And for the men's 800 meter, a 7th place finish for Silas Kipnitik with a time of 1 minute 53.1 seconds. So I'm a little disappointed with these um, events, not with these athletes. These athletes did great. Mm -hmm. But this is where we normally see a bulk of our running athletes. You know, the 400 and the 800 normally have four or five competitors. To only see one in each event is a little bit discouraging. And no women competitors in either the 400 or the 800. Now, did we see that a lot in indoor this season? Because I feel like it was lacking there as well. It was lacking, but we at least had two competitors per event. So I'm hoping that throughout the season that we'll get some more. And, you know, there may have been just, we don't know what's going on outside of if we had access to the coaches and then right. we're able to talk we to them. We can pick their brains. We, we understand why they're not running as many. Right. You know, it could be injuries. It could be they just want to start some people off first, try them the next week at the next meet, which we'll talk about in a little bit, which is just weird. Uh, but, you know, could be any number of reasons for it, mm-hmm. but hopefully we'll see some improvement there. Uh, we'll finish out the meet here with the last three events, and uh, we don't have any relays to talk about at the Florida State relays. Isn't that crazy? It's just so weird. Maybe we just didn't have any athletes for that or just didn't want to run in those this time, but I'll finish this out here with the last three events. For the women's 1500 meter, Abby Zane with a time of 4 minutes, 33.6 seconds for 13th overall. Gigi Maddox with a time of 4 minutes, 37.9 seconds for 19th overall. The women's 5,000 meter, getting to the real long ones now. I'm tired just thinking about it. Right. Mercy Kiprop with a time of 17 minutes, 32.6 seconds. Just shy of being on the podium there. Yep. Fourth place overall. But I am I know that she'll have even better finishes as we go along in the year. Absolutely. For the men's 5,000 meter, three competitors, Tommy McDonough, 14 minutes, 58.0 seconds for second place overall. And Jack Rogers, 15 minutes, 15.2 seconds for fifth overall. Andy Smith with 15 minutes, 27.2 for his time, sixth place overall. So I would say definitely looking at all the times here for the track events outside of Sean Shivers. The the highlight there would be Tommy McDonough getting second place overall in terms of placing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... Like you said, as we go on throughout the season, we're going to have a lot more competitors and we're going to see a lot better times and placings. Um, so, And this was a smaller meet. So there were only eight teams right. that competed. And actually, Auburn placed fourth for both men and women. So nothing to be mad about there. Well, and here's the thing, too. is you know, I think you can decide how you look at this. You can choose to look at it as field-dominated running events didn't. Mm-hmm. Or you can choose to look at it as field to set the bar high, how are they going to improve off of this? That's yep. a ch- Or you can see, we're going to see a lot of improvement out of the running events, and there's going to be a lot to celebrate there as well. So it's your matter of perspective. Neither of those are wrong. I agree. 
But it's just interesting to see like how the dynamics have shifted from year to year since we've been doing this. Completely agree. So next week's actually going to be very interesting for Auburn. Now I have a problem with this. I do too. And I'm going to be very confused. So Auburn has athletes that are competing in four different locations. Makes no sense. Four different states, actually. So Chris Stone, our decathlete, is that how you say it? Athlon is what we, athlete. He, he competes in the decathlon. Athlon, athlete, you get it? Ha <laughs> ha ha. So Chris, by himself, is going to be at the Texas Relays. Then, But he's not going to be doing a relay. He's going to be doing athlon. The decathlon. I'm sorry. Anyway. I'm, just, I'm being nitpicky. Yeah, you are. The majority of Auburn will be at the Ole Miss Classic in Oxford, Mississippi. So maybe I can convince my cousin to go. Watch out for those land sharks. <laughs> <laughs> then we have just a handful of other Auburn competitors, don't really know who, that are going to the Florida Relays in Gainesville, and some that are going to the Stanford Invitational in Palo Alto, California. So we've got Texas, Mississippi, Florida, and California. So Auburn's just going to be everywhere, basically. I mean, we are everywhere. We are the Auburn family. We are Auburn. We are. <laughs> I mean, is this a, like a early April Fool's Day joke? You know that Auburn is everywhere I, because now I'm wondering, like, poor Chris Stone is a coach going with him, or is he just by himself? I remember this happened in a previous season where Chris Stone went by himself because this is where the decathlon, the heptath, where right the athlons. This is where they were this weekend. Where but like, is be. he for real by himself, or does he have somebody going? with I him? believe so. It's kind of like when Maddie Malone went to the championship, SEC championships, or in the nationals. She went to the nationals, as but well. she went with a coach. Right, because the coach didn't have anywhere else to be. But think. You got to send someone with him because you need, you know, someone to handle, basically to be your handler the entire time. I don't know. Hey, look, we're we're mainly making light of the fact that they're spread out everywhere because it just doesn't make sense to us, but I'm sure it does to the coaches. They need certain players to compete here, certain athletes compete over here, certain people to throw, certain people to run over here. However they want to do it, whatever gets us qualified for. So basically we're going to be confused. That's, you know. That's pretty much it. We're always confused. At least I am. Well, to be fair, I think I am too. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. That's all we've got for our first episode of 2019 Outdoor Track. I'm so excited. If you want to talk track and feel with me, I'm on Twitter. I actually downloaded the app, y'all. So you can actually talk track and feel with me at Jessica Loomis RN. And if you want to talk track and feel with you, Kyle, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at TigerI24. So thank you all for joining us. We look forward to a great outdoor season. War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?